Well, here we are, June 15th, another episode of Fork Sports Highway. Um, in the studio tonight, we've got uh, the legend Bill Deutsch is back in the house. Hey, Monty, what's up? Did a couple of medical procedures and he's still standing, so, well. Yeah, yeah. that's good. And then over here, the delightful, delectable, charming Raven Carlson. And the young man beside you, who do you bring in here tonight? Who is he? Marcos. Marcos? Yeah. Okay. And he's, he's, he's with the, uh, the boxing tangent. Uh, is that Toro's Boxing Company? Or they're having an event going on down in Hillsboro this Saturday. And we've got AJ over here who's going to tell us all about that event. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, tonight's show, um, I said Vegas victory, uh, Nuggets golden, Antonio Brown uh, kicked out of the arena. And then the uh, Vegas approves the A's uh, stadium deal. And then we've got all kinds of baseball and other things to talk about. Um, NBA Finals, NHL. Yeah, NBA Finals, NHL. Well, that's the Vegas victory and the, the Nuggets golden. But uh, I saw they were doing something about a parade. I didn't, I didn't see the details, but well, they had a they had a a speech. You brought that up. I didn't see if the the Denver has actually had the parade yet, but um, there was a, a speech going on, and somebody threw a beer can and hit Joker's wife in the face. Oh, did you see that? that? No. Did anybody see that? I, I think no, I, re- I, I read yeah. something about <laughs> something happened to his wife, but I didn't read that. Yeah, I saw she got hit, with, hit, hit in the face with a beer can. And I'm like, come on, people. Uh, I mean, so. Better have been Coors Light. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> yeah, right there. There you go, Bill. <laughs> so, but anyway, I, I don't know. What do you think? Where, where do you want to start off tonight, Bill? Here's... Well, how about Rob Mahalka? Rob Mahalka. Well, I'm going to throw that at you right now. You got it. Rob Mahalka, former UND three-four three, sport athlete, passed away right. this week. He, I think he's uh, a year younger than me, and he played his high school hockey at Grafton and came down here, and he was definitely a hockey player. Uh, I know he was on the baseball team. And supposedly it said he he threw the javelin too, so I don't know how he could be playing baseball and track at the same time. But they probably made some arrangements for him to do that. So he sounds like he was just a nice, great guy. Uh, ended up working for the railroad. Oh yeah, yeah, I did see that. That like like he'd retired from the railroad, had been working there for over twenty five, thirty years, something like that, and. And I did see a lot of accolades through the UND connections. We're talking University of North Dakota hockey player and, and, and athlete. And, of course, the legend Bill over here, that's your, that's your wheelhouse. You oh, know? yeah, we used to hang out with the hockey players some. So Yeah, they were scared of you guys, the football <laughs> players. I don't know about that. Uh, well, hockey players, you know, they're tough guys, but they're little dudes. Yeah, you know? they like the locker box. Is that what it is? Locker box? What is, it, what is that? Well, they go in the locker room before games or after games and stuff like that and put their gloves on and stuff like that, and they just box in the locker room. Sounds like well, my type of guys, honestly. Well, and that's the thing is, like, you know, we, we, because we're such a hockey community, 
And and anybody that's played for the University of North Dakota is always revered. And I, I don't know, was was Mahalka was he in the like a, a UND Hall of Fame or maybe he, he All American? He could be. I. Um, it was just back then. Grafton hockey was actually really good. I think he yeah. played in the state tournament, you know, maybe two or three times. Well, and know. I mean, Grafton hasn't really done much in the last few years, but it, they would—they'd uh, bring the most people to the game. Oh well, yeah. When Grafton would get to a state tournament, the whole city's here. Yeah, I mean, and, and the state tournaments oftentimes, most times, in Grand Forks. Right. So, I mean, only recently has it been out of Grand Forks down there in Fargo, and you know, fortunately, well, who who, who won the state class uh, eight hockey championship this year, Bill? I think Shanley has something to do with the was on the winning team. Yeah, I think Bill's Bill's alma mater high school over here was like kicking butt in all, all sports this year, basically. Yeah, you could pretty much <clears throat> guess them for any. Any uh, championship this year. Yeah, they were the whole north side of Fargo. Yeah. Well, that's a rarity, though, lately. Not not back in your day. Well, That no. wasn't a rarity. It happened all the time. You guys were beating everybody up. We were good in football, not so much basketball. Yeah, but that Fargo North School was a pretty good basketball school, you know. Right? Yeah, this year they were. Yeah, but even back in your day, they were a pretty good team, too. Yeah, they ended up beating us one year to go to state, so... Wow. I would have to say they were okay. Well, so so now we were talking about hockey players and 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 you know Mahalka and and guys fighting the lockers with their gloves on. And so we got AJ over here. What you got an event going on? Why don't you tell us your whole name there? Uh, yeah, uh, I go by AJ. My name's Aaron Jones. Uh, me, I'm going to be fighting uh, Marcos cross table. He's also going to be fighting uh, the head coach of the gym. We fight out of Combat Cardio Club. It's here in Grand Forks. It's on uh, 2121 Dyke Avenue. Always got to plug it. Monday through Friday from 6 to 8. We're training. We're in there all the time. We also have uh, the head coach, Victor Ramirez. His son will be fighting. And then we have one other guy. His name's Jimmy. He's going to be fighting as well. And that's going to be at the Hillsboro Event Center this Saturday on June 17th. That's going to be going on from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. And, and so where do you hail from? Me, originally, I'm from uh, Ferguson, Missouri, St. Louis. Ferguson, Missouri. Now, you remember those riots back in the day? I certainly do. I Hometown, certainly baby. Do. I think Virgil Hill was born in Missouri, wasn't he? Uh, I'm not certain, to well, be completely honest. Yeah, I, you know, he, he came up from down south somewhere. Well, you know, Bill, I wouldn't so, question uh, you on something like that. <laughs> we, get, we can pull up the flyer really quick here. Um, oh, sure. To show what's going on. Yeah, well, so Pedro wants to talk about that. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and comment on, on what we got there. So it's going to be uh, from Toro's Boxing. And uh, Toros Boxing, that's actually the boxing commissioner for the Midwest. He's the one that's going to be hosting this event. So you know it's going to be a really good event. And his guys are going to be there, and they're very talented. I'm not even kidding. I was sparring with a 15-year-old from his gym not too long ago. I'm not going to lie to you. That kid was peppering me up. I had to, I had to remind myself he was a kid. I was ready to throw, <laughs> throw some at him full force because they're really good, man. They're very talented. So you should come out there. It's going to be people... Of all ages, you know, there's going to be some kids, there's going to be some adults, teenagers. You just, if you want to have a good time, see some people get beat up, you should go out there and check it out. Well, yeah, no, so, so, so you've got young, young, young kids. Well, want to get beat up. Well, well, you got, well, Raven probably get right in on that. She likes to beat people up. Wow. No, I don't. Well, I, I okay. But, but, well, we, she scares me. She's, she, um, oh. No, I don't. 
Well, you do Thanks, scare Paulie me. Thanks, Polly D. But, but uh, so, so you're boxing yourself. Yep. And so what, like, uh, what weight class? And, and uh, So I'm going to be fighting, uh, the limit is 145 pounds. This is the heaviest I can come in. Uh, today I was weighing in at about 140 pounds, and I've got a friend coming in from Texas to watch me fight. So hopefully they told me they'd make me a really good meal, so I made sure I was nice and light. So I could eat a good meal, come tomorrow, just be ready, fueled up, ready to go. And Saturday, I'm hoping to bring the pain. So, so uh, and, and as far as what you would categorize this as, would you c- categorize it as professional, semi-professional? I don't know. This is definitely just an amateur event. It's amateur just guys event. Who, are, who haven't been doing it that long that just want to get in there and test themselves. So that's what we're going to be doing. Well, and, and so would you say that this uh, type of... Uh, activity is is getting more and more popular you know what honestly i think with the recent uh you know boom with all of the youtubers coming into the boxing scene and they're bringing a lot of fresh you know young people into the sport because it seemed like it was kind of going down for a bit but then logan paul and all these guys show up and they start beating each other up and now all the other kids want to do it and then suddenly our gym has sometimes there's like 20 people in there training on a weekday. Yeah, so, so just... Uh, Can I yeah, yeah. So I think that boxing is making a, a huge comeback right now because I think people are tired of watching just jujitsu people on the UFC. And, you know, like now they got these movies coming out with like George Foreman, big George Foreman. And, yeah, and, and, you know, seeing like Muhammad Ali and all these people like actually see... I mean, people are seeing the sport of boxing and it's starting to come back because... People are just tired of watching the same thing over and over again on the UFC. I think boxing is going to have a full circle right now, and the UFC is going to see a big dip dive. Well, no, I, I agree that the 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 uh, UFC and the, the the mixed martial arts type fighting it took a big chunk out of professional boxing and, and boxing as a whole. Um, I grew up as a boxing fan. I used to sit with my grandpa and watch Muhammad Ali fight. Leon Spinks or, or Ernie Shavers or, um, well, Joe Frazier for sure. He's the, never heard any of these guys, oh, Monty. Smoking Joe? Come on. How are you going to do me like that? I love smoking Joe. That guy is an amazing fighter. He picks on the young ones. Don't take yeah. it personally. But, but, but you know, so, so, so and, and, and of course, then when Mike Tyson came along, it was knocking everybody out left yeah. and right. I mean, I literally, the um, I don't know, you know, if if you saw like the first title that Mike Tyson won, he knocked out Trevor Burbick. Yep. Trevor Burbick was like a tranquilized animal yep. falling across. I mean, I've never seen a guy knocked out like that on his feet, stumbling from corner to corner. Yep. And and I mean, the guy was he wanted to stay up. Yeah. But but there was no chance. And 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 then uh, uh, Tyson's also the uh, Tony Tubbs or or oh man, there was he just destroyed guys, just destroyed yeah. them. I mean. I, yeah, Mike he, Tyson is insane. Did you is, know though. he actually wanted to fight a kangaroo? He literally <laughs> booked a flight on the flight there. He is trying to fight a kangaroo, like to Australia or wherever the kangaroos are. I don't know. Yeah, yeah Australia. And then they had to tell him, no, you can't do that. I Can think you he'd imagine? Win, I really, so. I, I think yeah, that it was I, inhumane. That's why they wouldn't I, let him. Peta, Peta stopped him. I think that Mike yeah. Tyson is a beast. But I don't think he's like the greatest, like everybody makes him out to be. Oh, I, I think I think Muhammad Ali would have just 
took him to the ropes and just made him look like a fool. Because, well, um, I mean, he's got a lot of power. He's got that short range. He's got that big uppercut. He's got, you know, he's got a lot of power. But he's like a pit bull. You know, uh, if you keep your distance from a pit bull and you just keep jabbing at it, eventually the pit bull is going to go down. Well, if that was the case, then Muhammad Ali would have got dropped by Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier is a small guy, like to work on the inside, get out there, get that left hook in. Mike could probably do the same thing, but well, it, de- it depends on the time period that we're talking. Is it early Muhammad Ali when he still thought he was the best, or is it after he got humbled a couple of times? I mean, this guy is an invincible. He lost to Ken Norton, lost to Joe Frazier. You know, he's a very talented fighter, don't get me wrong. But you can only peck and peck, peck, peck someone with that jab for so long before you get hit. Well, and, and you know the thing was is those 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 nineteen early nineteen seventies, late nineteen sixties, early nineteen seventies, late seventies fighters, those were some brutal battles. I mean, the oh, Ernie man, Shavers, the Ken Norton, the uh-huh. Joe Frazier, man, I love Ken the, Norton. Um, uh, oh gosh, uh, oh, I said Ernie Shavers, but uh, there was a well, uh, there were some British guys too, weren't there? Oh, yeah, were, well, uh, yeah, those those guys came over here too and got beat up, yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, no, and you know, Jerry Corey or or, or um, they always talk about the uh, the Rocky movie was uh, basically based on Chuck Chuck Webner versus uh, Muhammad Ali. Yep. Ali gave Webner a shot at it, and Webner came in there. I, I think Chuck Webner actually went the distance with him, yeah. like the movie, you know. But yeah. um, there, I, I saw um, you know there were were interviews with. Uh, Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali together, and Mike yep. Tyson was, you know, he, he was ingratiating and saying to him, you know, yeah, that he couldn't he would, beat him. He yeah. was, the you know, the best that ever. That was his and, idol, man. He looked and, up to Muhammad and, Ali. And, but Mike um, was, was, you're right, the inside power guy, and, and most guys couldn't deal with the body shot, and, and, mm-hmm. then, and then he just followed it with the face mm-hmm. shot and knocked those guys out. And, the, and when he finally did get beat by Buster Douglas, it was yep. jab, 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 jab. Yeah. But honestly, I think what he, he messed up because he hurt Buster, and he was like, well, I'm just going to get him out of here, and then he got caught. Coming in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he says we got to do this ad. Dale over here, my, my producer Dale is always, he's, he gets a little anxious when these ads aren't getting in there in time, and we got to make sure we no do money. it. All right. So Northwest Tire, they've got a job opening, front counter sales, working with customers, writing up work orders, deal with selling tires and inventory of them. Pay will depend on experience. Um, and the benefits will include part, uh, paid time off, health insurance, 401k, and more. Um, so call Chad Hoff at 701-780-8473 or apply online at nwtire, so nwtire.com, or call Chad Hoff at 701-780-8473. Northwest Tires has this job opening. I'm trying to be a little more thorough because my wife tells me I read too fast. I could uh, give you a little uh, uh, voucher for uh, Northwest Tire. I can't remember if I mentioned it on here last week or not, but I actually had some car issues uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, my shocks go out on me and Northwest Tire, they took great care of me. And yeah, they had my vehicle back up and going within like a half a day. So yeah, big ups to them. They're on uh, Gateway Drive, just past Interstate, but they are well worth going out there for. They'll take care of you. Right by the racetrack. That's right. Yes. Just a quick little hop and a skip away. <laughs> yeah, and FedEx has lots of their trucks repaired over there, too. 
Um, I, I did see a lot of the FedEx trucks over there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's most of them have their tires done anyway there. Um, so back to the boxing. Uh, we were talking about Mike Tyson, the Bucks, Buster Douglas. I mean, like I said, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge boxing fan because – and I, I, it kind of discouraged me to see the other type of fighting, you know, the cage and the you know, choke out and knees and stuff. And I've had some of my cousins and, and guys actually be in that kind of fighting. Yeah. And and so the uh, the the to get around to boxing getting more popular again back mm-hmm. to the you know I, I, Bill you remember the 1976 Olympics and 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 like the the Spinks brothers and 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 uh, Sugar Ray Leonard and and um, they were kind of at the height it was it was it was uh, Leonard Hagler. Uh, oh yeah, now now so now we're talking another way. Yeah, Hearns. a different weight class. The, the, but the, still, the Hitman man. and Hagler. Man, and, the Hitman would hit you with that right, and you didn't know where you were. Well, and and, and earlier we were talking about Virgil Hill a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, and and um, his big matchup when he finally got that chance was against uh, Tommy Hearns, mm. and Tommy Hearns beat Virgil, and and. Virgil could have made a lot more money had he won that fight. Yeah, and and Virgil, you know, was the the light heavyweight champ for a decade. Yeah, I mean, you obviously must know he was yeah. from here. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, actually, funnily enough, I got in an Uber one time, and my Uber driver was like, "Yeah, Virgil Hill is my cousin," and he just called him, and I was FaceTiming Virgil Hill wow. I, it, out of nowhere. It was the most bizarre thing. His immediate advice: he told me to go pro because, like, you know. <laughs> That's what he told me. Just go not seeing me fight or anything. Huh. He was like, ah, you're wasting your time in the amateurs. They're not paying you. Go pro. I was like, <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, and, and, you know, I got to know him a little bit because one of his uh, trainers, a guy named El Larcine, is a buddy of mine. And yeah. um, we've actually sat across the hall over here at Rumors Bar with Virgil and, and got to visit with him on more than, more than one occasion. And KC and, Club, too, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to come down to the Knights of Columbus Club and visit with us down there, too, mm-hmm. take pictures with everybody and my brother-in-laws and everything. But I, um, the first time I crossed paths with Virgil Hill was in a nightclub downtown. It's not doesn't exist anymore. It was called Faces Nightclub. And um, I was leaving, and my wife and I were walking out, and he bumped into my wife, and I turned on him. Yeah, <laughs> and then I realized who he was. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, yep, that's the night Virgil almost got his ass kicked." <laughs> no. Oh uh, man, he got lucky, huh? I guess. Yeah. yeah, as I stepped out the door, his limo was sitting outside. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, yeah. brought a limo to Grand Forks. That had to be yeah. something. Yeah, no, but no, that was and that was right after he actually won the title from Leslie Stewart. I don't yeah. know if you remember, but. Paul, what do you got? You guys are forgetting one boxer that, I don't know, I think he's one of the best, Roy Jones Jr. Oh, man, Roy Jones. You know, he actually uh, based his fighting style off of, uh, he would watch roosters at his, uh, at his house and the way that they fought. Because if you look at the way that he fights, he's very, the way he postures and what he does, it all has a purpose. It looks like he's showing off, but there's a purpose to everything he does. That guy's a phenomenal fighter. Easily one of my favorites also. Um, I think my favorite fighter right now is probably going to be either... It's a Japanese guy. A lot of people probably don't know his name. He's Naiwa Inoue. He's like ranked four in the, in the world for boxing. He's like a lower weight class. I think he's fighting at 122 next month. But mo- he has a like 90% KO rate. 
And most of them are body shot knockouts. And that is just the coolest thing to me. It's one thing to shut someone's lights off, right? You hit them in the chin, they go to sleep. They don't have any control over that. When you hit someone so hard in their liver that they would rather just quit than keep going, that's there's something else about that, man. I Word. love that. Oh, no. Word. No, a body shot that puts somebody down that, that they cannot continue is, is yeah, definitely. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's every bit as uh, devastating as, as a temple shot or, yeah. or you know, the, well, the ones that put guys to sleep, like you said. Yeah. I was just going to ask about um, the, the, the most classic fight that I like to think about was um, a guy named Ron Lyle and George Foreman had a, had a brutal battle where they both like knocked each other down like three or four times before George Foreman put Ron Lyle out. You know what? I did see that one. I didn't watch the fight all the way through, but I was watching a, uh, uh, there's this YouTuber called Modern Martial Artists, and he just talks about different martial artists and how they do what they do. And he was talking about George Foreman, and he mentioned that one. And that one, I remember seeing a little bit of that and it being a brutal war. But that was young George Foreman versus old George Foreman, and they fight very differently. Oh, yeah, like no, no, this, totally this, this yeah, exactly. This, this was young George this Foreman. This was young right? George Foreman, yep. mm-hmm. heavy, heavy, heavy. Yeah. Pop, pop, and, and Ron Lyle was a guy that had been in prison. Yep. And, and he was a junkyard dog himself, yeah. and this was his shot. This yeah. was his shot. And he. He put George Foreman down three times in that fight. Yep. I, I remember seeing clips of that, and that looked like a war. I wish I could see these fights for the first time, like, with other people. Because I went to Buffalo Wild Wings. I didn't know there was boxing fans in this town. I go to B-dubs when Tyson Fury fought Deontay Wilder that last time. Oh, yeah. It was packed, and people were standing up on tables. One guy got kicked out. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, they, the Wild Wings can draw some big crowds. I only got one fight there, but that was, like, the hugely hyped up uh, – Pacquiao Mayweather fight, mm-hmm. and they're, I, I went there with a buddy, and uh, and they're like, "Hey, we'd be all right sharing a table with two other people." <laughs> that, that they're packing them in that much, just super packed. And it was like a, almost like out of a movie where you could see it was, there were people watching outside the window from the outside, outside of Wild Wings. Yeah, wow. yeah. It, it sounds like you've seen so many fights. You've done your your history and your research. Uh, I've seen a lot, man. What's like one or two that will come to mind? Do you have like an all time favorite to recommend to people? Honestly. I, I'm, I'm probably going to get grilled by people that are like boxing purists, but I really love that third fight with Wilder and Fury because it was just such a dog fight. It was disgusting. I was on the edge of my seat, and it's recency bias probably. And uh, I, I would say that. And then my other one is Sugar Ray Leonard versus Tommy Hearns, and then actually uh, Sugar Ray Leonard versus Marvin Hagler. Uh, those are like my three favorite was, fights. Was that the one from like the 80s where it was just like, they say like it had like the best single round in boxing as, as far as like the whole fight as a whole being so good, but like it didn't have like something like two or three knockdowns in one round or something like that. So when it came to Tommy Hearns fighting with uh, not Leonard but uh, Marvin, Hagler. Marvin Hagler, yeah, That's sorry, what I'm thinking. yeah, Hearns Hagler. That fight was only three rounds, yeah. but man, it was three good rounds. Yeah, as far as a round fight, which that's easily one of the best like short, short. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fights. good entertainment right there. That's pure well, drama right there. And, and and that fight was in the uh, about, about about 1984, 85, way back there. Yeah. And and what I why I remember it is because I was playing basketball with a guy who was living with this girl. And they were beating the shit out of each other, and I called them Hagler and Hearns. Or, yeah, yeah, Hagler and Hearns. It's a terrible situation, but it's funny, man. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they beat each other up. He would come to a, play basketball with me, big black eyes and stuff. Yeah. The dude did. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so yeah. funny. 
but yeah, Hagler. Want to go out favorite fight? My 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 favorite fight. Um, you know, I well obviously I, I brought up that Ron Lyle George Foreman one, but um, I did enjoy uh, the George Foreman uh, Evander Holyfield. You know, George almost won that fight. He almost took Holyfield out, and then he and then he he didn't. You know. The thing is, is, George Foreman's chin is, I don't understand how someone's built like that, because he took some massive punches and he just walked through them. Is it, is, I, don't know, I don't know if he's got a cheat code or something, or they're putting plates in his neck so his head doesn't turn, I don't know, but he took some heavy shots and just walked through them. No, you're mistaken of how Muhammad Ali took those from Foreman. Oh my gosh, I know, rope of dope, I would never, I could never. That probably took 10 years off of his life, rope of doping with George Foreman. But George Foreman actually went crazy after that fight, man. He, uh, he ended up going and he fought three guys in one night trying to prove himself that, like, hey, he was worthy. And then he ended up retiring after that, and he lived on a farm for, like, 20 years and then oh, got the title back when I, he came back. I, I, well, you know, that, that whole uh, Muhammad Ali fight, in, it was the uh, Rumble in the Jungle. Yeah. Zaire, oh, Africa. Yeah. Yeah. raise the phone level? Got, got your buddy? Supersonic Hello. Steve. Supersonic Steve. Hello there. Hey, where's Rip? Uh, Rip is sitting out on the deck uh, in the sun. Oh, of Kinda, course he is. What a dog. He's just, what a dog. He's getting a little bit of sun. He doesn't have any sunglasses on yet, but uh, won't be long. So, so tonight, Steve, we've got some... Uh, We've got some amateur boxers uh, that are going to be fighting this Saturday in the studio with us, um, and we've been talking about our favorite fights of all time, and, and we haven't really got into any other sports. We've been just talking about uh, boxing, and, and uh, so do you have any favorite uh, boxing fights that you, you recall? Well, I, I go back to uh, Mohammed Muhammad Ali, Cassius Clay, and Joe Frazier. Yeah, well, that's hard not to go. Those, those three fights were fifteen round. Uh, end up in the, both both guys end up in the hospital. Uh, the the last one, the Thrilla in Manila, mm-hmm. uh, nineteen seventy five, I think, uh, was a fifteen round fight, and 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 Frazier couldn't come out for the fifteenth round. Oh yeah, I remember. But that. both guys ended up in the hospital for several days afterward. Uh, pretty beat up, and you know we were just talking about uh, how how the George Foreman and the rope dope with with Ali was yeah. might have taken yeah. some some of some years off of his life, but I do think George For- uh, Joe Frazier got his pound of flesh out of Ali too. Yep, there's no doubt about that because they did mash it for <laughs> more than once too. Well, three times, three times. It yeah, seems it so. seems like all these good matches though now are on pay per view, aren't they? Or well, mm-hmm. yeah, and and that's you know just imagine what those guys could have made had like guys like Bob Arum and Don Don King not stole all their money from them, uh, even including uh, Tyson. I mean, yeah. oh Don yeah, King took yeah. so much from everybody. That guy is a scumbag. Well, you know, somebody promoted those fights. And he just had a fight, actually. He just promoted Adrian Broner. Don King? Yeah, he just had a fight. Still, yeah, Adrian he's Broner still did his thing. I don't know guys. how he's still... Yeah, he's still doing it. Well, if he comes around wanting to be your manager... Uh, I would rather gargle sugar, to be run. honest. I don't know. <laughs> run the other way. I've never heard that saying, gargle sugar. Yeah, run the other way. Uh, uh, but, but, Roberto no. Duran had a couple good ones yeah. with... Uh, 
Sugar, was it Sugar Ray? Sugar Ray, yeah. yeah and I was just, and, we, and he was one I was going to bring up because Hands of Stone, they called him, and mm-hmm. and he, yeah, he was a great one. Yeah, good inside fighter. Yeah. Managed to beat Sugar Ray, which Sugar Ray is really, really good. Well, but then, there's, there's a couple good fighters from out here too. Greg Haugen was good. He was a smaller guy, mm-hmm. uh, but he he fought and Boone Pittman. You probably don't remember him, but he was heavyweight. He fought George Foreman. Really? Well, George, yeah. what, the young George Foreman or the old one? No, no, uh, no. He fought uh, George Foreman. Got beat. Yeah. Oh, that's we're getting there. So then we got we got the kid we got a kid over here that's gonna fight too. Um, so uh, Marco, yeah, Marco Scarborough. And and how old are you? I'm 14. You're 14, yeah. and and so you're gonna box on Saturday in Hillsboro. Yes, sir. Have you had any fights? Um, one and zero right now. You're one and zero. So I'm how'd that first one go? It was it was fun. It was fun. So. You knocked the guy out, or almost, almost. He was playing him like a pair of bongos. It was oh. that kid was holding. Where was that there. fight at? It was in Detroit Lakes. Oh yeah. So so, you are what? What's the weight class? Uh, right now I'm weighing in at like one eleven, one twelve. Uh, so that should be my fight weight class right now. So yeah. And so the guy you beat was was he at like yep. About that same age mm-hmm. type deal, and um, so you were peppering him with some punches. The way it sounds, yes, sir. I don't know if pepper is the right word to use. Those were bombs. <laughs> really, <laughs> those were bombs. I was watching from the outside. I was getting too excited. He was really beating the brakes off that kid. It was bad. Well, you know, and, and it's it, it's it, it, it. You know, I'm surprised to hear that because he seems pretty mild mannered over here. Oh man, no, this guy spars with me all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mild mannered, and I don't know. Maybe Raven rubbed off on you a little bit. If that was the case, he'd be even worse right now. I know. I know that's what I mean. It's like, oh my God! I hope he's not around her a whole lot because somebody is somebody in Hillsboro on Saturday's in trouble. Uh, no, he's he's good. You know, I don't want to blow his head up too much, but this is my one chance to brag about him and say that I'm proud of him. Like, we spar a lot. You know, he's sparring with a grown man, and he's fine. Like, he's. Really good kid. Yeah. Well, so himself. you've actually sparred with him yourself. Yeah, yeah. He's and he's only been doing it with us for what has it been a year now? Yeah, a year. Yeah, yeah. He came here kind of doughy, not really a fighter, and now look at him. Like I'm like a proud dad. I could cry right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> By the way, I've been wanting to ask you, who is your favorite fighter right now? <sighs> Probably AJ. <laughs> I, I, for some reason, I don't think it is. You're going to make me cry. Cesar Chavez. Cesar Chavez. I didn't expect that. I thought you would say like Canelo Alvarez or something. He's probably like a second. Yeah. Cesar Chavez, is, isn't he retired? Uh, I believe He so. passed away, I'm pretty uh, sure. Yeah, he was, yeah, like, he was I mean, an older guy. Yeah, but he, Cesar Chavez won, jeez, he won like, yeah. I mean, he, he went like 71 and 0 pretty, or something. Isn't that he still thing. undefeated? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was yeah, he was like he was undefeated, really. and 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 he was man. He was still fighting when he was old too, yeah. and he was still beating people. No, you, boy, that's a that's a hell of a one to pick right there, man. Not, not this guy does his research. He's solid. I'm telling you. Well, I would not expect no 14 year old kid to even know who Cesar Chavez was. Uh-huh. You should just watch him, man. Especially with Vic, he gets to live with Vic. That's the thing. 
that's why he's elevated so quickly is because the you know our head coach he's he's all about hard work and he you know he drills the basics and stuff a lot and just watching this kid come up man is he's oh, something else he's just, a student of the game just responding to that answer he gave me i i was it kind of set me back wait wait was there another caesar trivet <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, Argentina wasn't he from? Or uh, Mexico, I think. Oh. Yeah, Mexico. Yeah, no, that guy. That guy was. Yeah, if you want to learn how to box, that's the guy to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. I don't no doubt about it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So 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 okay. you're a. Po- okay. So we'll do one more plug for uh, the uh, competition that you have coming up here. Pull up the flyer, and then. Uh, Monty's got a lot of other stuff that he's probably got to get to as far as I think what like the Stanley Cup and all that kind of stuff. So, oh, yeah. all right, we I think we've talked about boxing enough. All right, no, I know I'm totally with you. I think I could do this all day. <laughs> okay, unleash all of my nerd rage out on June 17th. That's going to be at Hillsboro. That's going to be a Toros event. It's held by the boxing commissioner. June 17th, that's going to be the fights. It's going to have four of our guys there. Combat Cardio Club is going to be represented there. There's going to be at least 20 fights. You're going to get your money's worth. It's from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Come out, support your locals. You know, let's just make it a fun time. Sounds good. I, I got, yeah, I got one, one thing I always like to ask all the guests that come in for the sport they're involved in is, you know, for boxing, we're talking a little bit about games before, so you, I know you've played your video games. Favorite Video game, boxing game, over the years, for for, for both of you and Marcos there. Um, Marcos, you got one. Seems like you got one off the top of your head uh, there. Probably ready to rumble. Oh right, yeah, ready to rumble. There's this new boxing game. I just don't know the name of it, but I want to try that boxing game out. New one that just came out. Yeah, like Xbox, PlayStation. Yeah, it has like all the fighters in, like Mike Tyson and them. Okay. I think isn't there? I think there was a new Rocky or a Creed one that just came out. I don't know if it's that oh, one. Man, you know what? Actually, I now that you mention that, I was gonna say Fight Night Round Two because that was my first one. But it's actually the uh, the Creed boxing game was really it's arcadey, but it's just fun. You're active and you're moving. Either that or Thrill of the Fight because I'm a huge nerd. I have a VR headset, so I play both. It's one of those two. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's fun to have. The, it's just easy to pick up and play button mashing or or, or motion controlled. Yeah. 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 I love it. You know, I just want to hit people, right? Jeez. It's fun. <laughs> not not all the time. I'm not a delinquent, you know. But consensual punching. Well, you, you you look, you do you do look AJ. You do look. You, you, okay, so. Oh, well, I'm going to get those. Other, uh, great to hear all this stuff. So, so I know you must follow other sports a little bit. We had the Stanley Cup playoffs ended up uh, the night before last or so. We're, we, we, you know, I, I, my, my big part of uh, sports scenery is uh, when, when the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs start and then the baseball season just begins. So you got all three sports and you've got games to watch. Just you can just keep flipping channels, flipping channels, flipping channels, right. and now now the, this week the NBA Finals ended, and the, and the Stanley Cup ended, and now we're in baseball. And it's kind of a lull; it slows down a little bit. But the NBA was the uh, Denver Nuggets and 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 Nikolai Jokic and and Jamal Murray. The 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 Nuggets won their first NBA championship. The NBA merged in 1976 with the ABA. 
This is Denver's first trip to the finals and first championship. Uh, kudos to the Denver uh, community. But uh, Nikolai Jokic, uh, Supersonic Steve, does does he does he look like a basketball player? No, but he sure plays like one. I'll yeah. tell you that. What do you think, Bill? Well, I I am so impressed with his shot shot making ability. I mean. He has that ball. I mean, nobody can get to the ball because he has it over his head all the time. Yeah. And, you know, that's most guys will bring it up from their hip or wherever, but he'll just shoot right from, I mean, as they say, completely extended. He's a good passer, too. Real good passer. Well, that's, you know, that's part of the passing because he's, he's up so high where his passes don't get blocked. Well, and we talked about, you know, last week about the double triple double where both both he and Jamal Murray had triple doubles, so so 10 points and, and 10 rebounds and 10 assists, but but actually 30 points and and in Joker's situation was 20 rebounds and and you know and then Jamal Murray and Joker both had multiple games. I think I think Jamal Murray set a record for for a five-game series with with assists. So you're talking about a tandem that they are now the face of the NBA. I mean, we we've been dealing we we've been dealing with LeBron James and Steph Curry and and KD and all those characters for the last decade. But these guys have now taken it over. Yeah, but everybody last year was Giannis, right? Well, I think there's a chance somebody else is going to come in there too. It could be Boston, it could be Milwaukee again. I think it's hard to have a dynasty. Well, no, it, it is because we, we, we just went through an era of super teams, you know, where, where, where guys were jumping from one city to the next to, to create super teams. But the last three champions, the Denver Nuggets, the Golden State Warriors, and the uh, Milwaukee Bucks were all homegrown draft picks. And you, it, you can – the the Golden State Warriors last year were the same guys that won for the most part were the same guys that won their very first championship of the four, minus the you know the the transfer in of KD. This was Steph, uh, Clay Thompson, and Dr- Draymond Green. Well, they were, could they could win next year too. Well, well, the problem is they're getting a little long in the tooth. But but what I'm saying is that the last three champions. All three of those teams won with players they drafted and developed, not the super team creations that we were used to seeing ever since the LeBron, Miami, Dwayne Wade, that kind of thing where, oh, you know, I'm, I, I want to go get a ring as fast as I can. You know, the, 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 the loyalty thing, stay with the franchise. And now you got Denver where just like the Milwaukee Bucks, the Bucks had um, – Chris Middleton and, and Giannis played together like seven or eight seasons. They struggled through all the baby steps, and then they won their championship. And unfortunately for Giannis, he got hurt early on against that in that Miami series with a back injury when he fell to the floor. Mm-hmm. But but now you have Jamal Murray, who a couple seasons ago was on a fast track to be one of the biggest superstars in the league, and then blew his ACL. And, and and he worked his way back from that, spent a couple seasons, and now him and him and him and uh, Nikolai Jokic are or or the tandem. 
And Jokic there, did you see that stat floating around about Jokic? Uh, first player in NBA league history in the postseason to lead the postseason in points, rebounds, and assists, all three categories? Yes, I did see that stat, and that's amazing considering all the great players that have played for all these years that, that hear this, this big Serbian who looks like the uh, Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> you know, how about that watch party in Serbia at about 4 o'clock in the morning? Uh, well, I... I just no, but but it it is it's it's it, and it's kind of crazy because the thing about Nikolai Jokic is he doesn't get like excited or upset or or caught up in in the media discussions and stuff because he comes from a war torn country, right. you know, he, he saw things that we would never ever want to see, yeah. and then you know to to come over here and he gets to play basketball he's just thrilled to death i'm sure to 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 do what he's doing i don't know what do you what do you think aj I, uh i'm going to be honest with you uh, i am 5 foot 4 inches so i don't know anything about basketball however i do know that it's very surprising that one of the best players in the league's name is nikolai that <laughs> i didn't see that coming at all no nobody did nobody <laughs> did and what's crazier yet is there's a, a Picture circulating out there on the internet right now. Uh, have you seen it, Bill? Um, of, of, of him when he's a little kid wearing a Denver Nuggets sweatshirt. Oh no, I haven't seen that. I did one. see that? Yeah. 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 yeah Supersonic. Did you see that? Yeah. I mean, isn't that amazing? He, I'll tell you what. You know, I know he doesn't look like the you know your typical stud basketball player, but man, if you watch him, he's got. A lot of special talents that a lot of people haven't had in a long time. Well, his 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 passing ability um, re- kind of reminds it's me. Well, it remi- you know the um, you remember when Bill Walton had the 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 nineteen seventy seven season in in in, in, in Portland, Portland. How his passing was. He was kitting all the cutters, and, and he had guys that really weren't all that spectacular around him, other than Maurice Lucas and. You know, um, guys like Bobby Gross and Dave, Dave Twardzik and um, oh gosh, yeah, I mean he he made he made like heroes out of guys that had been journeymen their whole careers, cutting to the basket. So does he just have like attributes that just make him phenomenal compared to everyone else? Is he really tall, like significantly taller than everyone else? Oh, uh, Nikolai Jokic? Yeah, yeah, he's he's like seven one, seven two. Oh man, yeah. And but he he he, he can pick the basketball up the court, he, he dribble exactly. He exactly. So yes, yeah, so, yeah, supersonic Steve. He he gets the defensive rebound. He comes up the court with the ball, dribbles behind his back, goes to the basket oh. with it, and and um. Yeah, it's natural. It's Com- natural. Comfortable doing it, and he looks like the Pillsbury Doughboy. I know oh, he man. does. Okay, I, mean, I actually kind of want to see this guy now. This sounds insane. Well, man, you know it's true, but at the same time, you know, I mean, you got the results and results. Yeah, well, you know, and and the thing was is you know he's won a couple of MVPs already in the league league MVPs, and he didn't win it this year, but he probably should have, you know. Um, they gave it to Joel, was, Joel oh, Embiid, yeah. and, and and really, it, it 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 probably should have went to him. But no, the so so the Nuggets get that championship, and I don't know, you know, out here in the middle of North Dakota, when I was a kid, we used to uh, on the right night with AM radio, 
we could get the Denver Nuggets basketball games way back in the mid seventies, and and so we would listen to those guys, um, Gus Gerard, eight fifty, wasn't it? On yeah, I, I guess Bill. Well, you would know. You well, you could hear that, and then sometimes you could hear uh, Cubs baseball or White Sox baseball. Oh well, yeah, you get Chicago stations. Right. Yeah, yeah, we could get Chicago or we could get Denver, one or the other, on the right night with the AM radio. And and that was our sports thing out in the middle of Dakota, <laughs> so the flyover country. Yeah. But in, anyway, so there's that. And then the um, the the Las Vegas Knights finished up the uh, Stanley Cup. Uh, I, I think what, what it went up four games to one again, just like the NBA. Yeah, and it it was a blowout last night or. The night before. Well, part of that, though, is, is Matthew Kachuk, the star for the Florida Panthers, um, didn't play um, in, in, in game four or five. Uh, I think he left game four. He was playing with a broken sternum. Oh. Yeah, Matthew no, Kachuk. I never, I never heard. He broke his sternum in game three, and he played all of game four, and then he couldn't play game five. And I'm like, uh, yeah. I, 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 hey, if that was an NBA player, they wouldn't even been on the floor. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but yet he would have he would have been in a fight too. Kachuk. Yeah. Well, he was in fights after he broke his sternum. He still was in fights. Yeah, that that hit that he had that open ice hit was oh the hit he had on um, uh, oh. Was it Polisek or something? No, no, no. The, 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 the guy from out east. Uh, oh, Eichel? Eichel. Jack Eichel. Uh, Kachuk hit Eichel out in open ice and, and sent him, knocked him silly, and Eichel jumped off the ice like he was like yeah. in a coma. I, I don't know. It was, and he yeah, went straight he to the locker room. And, yeah, straight yeah. to the locker room. But five minutes later, he came out and got an assist on the next goal. And so Eichel, Eichel's a pretty tough dude, too. Well, they've, they've oh, got yeah. a really good team, Las Vegas. I mean, they're strong well, through each of their uh, four lines. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that a little bit, Bill. What do you know? So Supersonic Steve. Well, we got a, we got a Churchill video, video ad we have to get in here right now, so we'll get that in. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come right back to this Vegas hockey team when we come off that ad. I'm here. Churchill Shoes has moved. One of the largest SAS dealers in the upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love. At Churchill Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. Okay, we were talking about the uh, NHL Stanley Cup Finals and the Vegas Golden Knights winning the championship. And one of the things that's uh, been, uh, well, I've been following is that apparently the the Vegas Knights circumvented the salary cap. Do you know anything about that, Bill? I guess I I haven't heard that. But, well, 
I don't know. I thought I heard something today, too, about the NFL's going to raise their salary cap, too. So, Well, in, in, in this situation, here's what happened. So Stone, one of the main characters for Vegas, one of the big tough dudes on the whole team, was on the injured reserve list most of the season. And they had yeah. several players like this. These guys were on the injured reserve list. So Vegas, their top guys in the salary cap were on injured reserve. So their salaries didn't count against the salary cap during the whole season. And then when the playoffs start, that gets thrown out the window, and these guys were activated. So of all the teams in the, in the NHL playoffs, 16 teams, I think, eight on both sides. Well, I think yeah. there's more than that. So, well, no, sixteen, eight teams in the East, eight teams in the West, I think, is what you start out with, 16 teams. But, but the Vegas Golden Knights had double the salary of any other team in the playoffs because of this rule allowing them to use these guys. So they had more top-end guys. So if it was basketball, they would have had two LeBrons out there plus the other guys. So, resting the whole year. Yeah, resting the whole year and then coming in and playing at the end. That's the gonna... anti-LeBron James show. Here we go. Well, okay. <laughs> well, but I'm telling so so that's going to change for now. They're not going to allow that to happen again. Right. They shouldn't. No, and it shouldn't. And, and, and then, I don't know, Supersonic, did you happen to see this photo of, of this guy outside the Vegas arena before the game started the other night? Holding a sign, going, "We've waited six long years for this," <laughs> and and then the Vegas fans can't figure out why we hate them. I mean, you know, six long years. I'm a, I'm a New York. I'm a, in basketball. I'm a New York Nick fan. It's been fifty years. And, 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 well, and I'm a Supersonics fan, and we don't even have a team. Yeah, you don't have a team, and it's been since 1979. Goodbye. I, I I just Vegas says it's been six long years. Are you kidding me? Oh, you'd be a Chicago Cub fan. It was over a hundred years before they finally won since the fire. Yeah, but no. So so but anyway, like I was saying, um, the Vegas Golden Knights. They've been a team for six years, and they've been in the Stanley Cup Finals twice. But this time around, and nobody else is really a. The, the heavy-duty sports guys like myself understand what happened there, that, that they had twice the cap room of any other team in the playoffs. And so they had, if one team has got two high-end guys, they had four. Or if it's three, it's six, whatever it was. But, but it was way out of, out of balance, and it'll never happen again. The, the league will not happen. I don't know. What do you, 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 they played the rules. Yeah. For themselves, basically. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so what would what would what would be the thing is to take and every year put guys on IL and and then um, fire them up at the playoff time. I mean, yeah. well, obviously yeah. it was legal to do. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You know, we're talking I mean, about is that load the management. Sign of a sign of a good general manager. Well, maybe it is. I don't know, but but. 
you, 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 yeah, you, I mean, you're going to, obviously, I, I agree, you use everything you possibly can to win. Right. But when, when, when you're aware of that from the other side, right. you're like, come on, man. And then, well, and you're then just how about, so used, how about, how you're about, just so used to being the Yankee and paying this luxury tax and have twice as much salary as anybody and half the, the division they're in. Well, no, they, they spend more money. Well, that, no, the division. Those guys in that division, the Baltimore spends, Boston spends, Toronto. They all, they all spend money. The only people that don't spend money are in Minnesota. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Very true. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's very true. Tampa Bay. You, you know, and it's funny, isn't Tampa Bay leading that division? Yes. Yeah, they're the only team in in the American League East that can uh, not pay people and still win. And they've know. been doing it for years. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't. I don't. I don't understand how they're able to. It must be their scouting or, or their their coaching of some kind. I don't know, Bill. Yeah, I'm not sure on that. But but no, Tampa Bay disturbs me <laughs> when I watch them. I it disturbs me because I'm I'm a Yankee guy through and through. And I don't know if you guys happen to see the Yankees this week. Um, they played the Mets the last two nights at Subway Series. Uh, Back-to-back games and in 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 um, they split, didn't they? Yeah, they split last night. They lost in ten innings, and the night before the the, the Yankees won. Um, but what I was going to bring up was there was a reliever. I don't have you you've been following the rule changes, okay? So so we all know that every baseball pitcher when the when the inning ends, they have to the inning ends, they have to go over to the first base ump and have their hands checked for foreign substances. Yes. Yeah, you know that, Bill. They've been cracking down on it more this past year. A couple of years they've been cracking down on it a lot more. Well, it, 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 and it's fairly what, what, recent in the last three years or so that this has started. But all the rule changes, the, base, the bags are bigger, and then now this year we have the pitch clock. You know what we're talking about here? The pitch clock is... Um, they, gave the, they gave the baseball their own version of the shot clock. So, so, so the pitchers have to, they've got 12 seconds, uh, 15 seconds, they got to pitch. Nobody gets to stand. The batters don't get to step out of the box and scratch their balls and spit on the ground <laughs> and adjust their batting gloves every pitch. they got to stay in the box. And the pitchers don't get to stand out there and, and you know, just stand up, wait, 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 wait. There, yeah. There's a clock now. And if they don't pitch it fast enough, it's a ball. If the batter doesn't get back in the box in time, it's a strike. Okay. So, so we got umpires calling balls and strikes with no play actually happening. Mm. And then the pitchers, like I say, every every game, every every inning, they got to go over to the to to the sideline or to the umpire and have their hands checked for foreign substances. Okay. How can you? What kind of substance can you put on your hands to cheat and win? Oh, everything. Everything. Well, goodness gracious. Yeah, tell them, Steve. Tell them. Well, I mean, they. Um, what was the guy that pitched for us for a while? Uh, Perry, Gaylord yeah. Perry. Wasn't that resin? Well, yeah, yeah rosin. Yeah, rosin. Uh, Sorry, rosin. What is rosin? Oil. Mm. Well, so so rosin is the rosin bag is to dry the sweat off your hand. Right. Just like in basketball, they used to have the rosin. You, know, yeah. you would sprinkle it on. Yeah. But they would the sweat and the rosin can start to cause a your hand to get sticky. Oh. And if your hand is sticky, then you have better control of the ball. But even before that, like, like 
in in the sixties and seventies, Gaylord well spitballs. You've heard of spitballs, yeah. right? Oh, well, spitballs. If you use spit on the ball, you're able to make the ball break and do different dances as it's going up to the plate. Okay. And and Gaylord Perry was the master of. He would have Vaseline in his hair or oh, in his cap okay. or or tip of his cap or on his belt. Yeah, or if, they'd have a finger. They'd have a fingernail file, and they'd cut the ball up so oh, that they can okay. get a better grip on the ball, and, too. And, and so the Necro brothers, Phil and Joe Necro, were knuckleball throwers, and, and, and they were guys that would scuff the ball up. And Joe Necro was uh, pitching for the Minnesota Twins as a reliever here back in, I don't know, Bill, what, 80s, 90s, somewhere yeah, in there. And, and he had a nail file, like a, a woman's nail file, yeah. And he would scuff the ball up, and they came out to check him. And there's a famous uh, sequence where he pulls his, pant- his his pockets out of his pants and throws the nail file as he pulls the <laughs> pants out. It's all caught on camera. Yeah, you know that supersonic Steve. You must have saw oh, that. I remember that. I didn't know he was a reliever. I thought he was a starter. No, he was he was he was relieving for the Twins when that happened, and yeah, he 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 pulls his pockets inside out, and the the nail file goes flying. Yeah. I remember it. But anyway, I brought this up because there's been this these these a whole smear of guys getting so when they get caught with a foreign substance on their hand, it's a ten game suspension. Oh goodness. And 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 it's the Yankees been, got one last night. It wasn't the Yankees. Oh. Uh, the night before last, it was the. Re- Here's why I brought it up. Um, the reliever's name. Hang on, I got it here. Well, Ronnie's uh, looking that up. I can give a quick Twins update here. Ronnie, I don't know if you want to flip it over to me. While you're looking that up, I can got give it. a quick tin, Twins update while we're on baseball. Or you said you have it already? No, you have okay. It. Yeah, yeah. So Twins are actually doing all right. They're no longer leading the division with a losing record like they were last week. So that's that's good. They're, they're thirty-five and thirty-three. They they beat the they beat the Brewers two games in a row. And uh, yeah. So and they're currently right now playing the Tigers and they're up five to four about halfway through. But yeah, they're they're doing pretty good here these last few days. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. You brought that up. So so the Brewers though they they. They were trailing the Brewers a couple of those games and had some pretty uh, significant comebacks at the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bailey Oward gave some really good pitching, and then also uh, Carlos Correa had uh, against the Blue Jays uh, earlier in the week had a grand slam. So he's actually finally living up to some of his uh, big pay payday he's been getting here this on his new contract this year. So. Yeah, yeah, they had some good comebacks, and usually it's the other way around. The twins blowing the game at the end there. It was well, like a few days ago they blew like a huge lead in like the right towards the end of the game. Well, so. didn't didn't they like have like a a, a four run ninth or something against the Brewers? Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, it was a uh, uh, it was yeah they, they they beat the Brewers the last two days four uh, two, uh, and then Bailey Ober kind of came through with them pitching on yesterday's win six innings. Uh, uh, pretty for the W there, so yeah. Well, they're having a concert after the game tonight too. Where in, at, in, in Minneapolis? Yeah, at the game. It says part of your ticket. Huh. Uh, I'm not sure who the guy is, but Dale can look it up and find. <laughs> but 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 okay, back to um. So 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 the Mets reliever night before last, the Mets reliever came in against the Yankees, and. He was suspended for 10 games for having a foreign substance on his hand. The Mets reliever, Drew Smith, came from the bullpen out in the outfield, never threw a pitch, 
So the re- the reliever comes from the bullpen, runs out to the the, the pitching mound, gets there, and the umps nice check his hands as he gets there, and he never throws a pitch, and he gets thrown out of the game, and now he's suspended for ten games. And and I was like, wouldn't he have to have, have pitched one pitch at least? No, he never pitched. He well, never pitched. He never threw a pitch. He had his hands checked before he threw a pitch, and they threw him out of the game, and he argued the whole entire time. But, Where are we at? Um, I looked up the Say. I, I looked up the artist there, Bill. It's T Pain. You don't know who T Pain is. Do you know T Pain? Everyone knows T Pain. No. <laughs> if you're twenty years older or like twenty years old or younger, you know who T Pain is. Would you stay for a ball game and then stay for a concert too? You wanna know how much those ball game ticket costs? Damn straight I'm staying for the concert after if it's included. They're like $1,000 tickets or whatever. I ain't going to waste that. Absolutely not. They're not that much for a Twins regular season. Okay, well. Those basketball playoff games are. Well, so our boxers are going to take off. They've been here taking in all our little show and talking some sports. But So we got a big deal coming up in Hillsboro this weekend on Saturday starting at 3 o'clock. Um, AJ, you're fighting? I'm fighting. Marcos is fighting. Marcos is fighting. Head coach's son, Dominic, he's going to be fighting. It's going to be a, that's going to be a good fight. Make sure you come see that. And it's the first one of the night. And then uh, we also have our guy Jimmy. He's going to be fighting as well. Well, we want to get Marco on the camera one more time since he's a Cesar Chavez fan and apparently likes to pepper people in the face. What blasts them? No, he doesn't pepper them. He blasts them. He's throwing bombs. (laughs) Wow, I'm kind of scared of this kid. Even Uh ah, don't worry. He's not. He's not that bad. Well, I don't know. He's quiet, but I, I, I don't want him to hit me. Hey, before we step out, I just want to ask, are you guys Cardinals fans at all? St. Louis? Yeah. Um, well, you know, as a Yankee fan, the American League team, um, the Cardinals are kind of the um, opposite of the Yankees because they're the winningest team that's ever played. I was played just going to say, because we win? Yeah. Well, the Cardinals are the... The Yankees have the most World Series wins in history. Okay. And the Cardinals are number two Mm. in in all of baseball history. What was that? Did you say cheaters? They checked their hands for substances? Who's saying that? That was the Astros who were cheaters. Well, you know, but but no, the the St. Louis Cardinals, I mean, we're we're talking rich, rich, rich baseball history. I'm... Bill, you know some Cardinals? Of course. You had Roger Maris go from the Ah, Yankees to... There you go. St. Louis. Wires at the home run record there. So, 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 AJ, you know that um, uh, Roger Maris hit 61 home runs in 1961 for the New York Yankees. He played on a couple of World Series championships. It was the M and M boys, Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris. Uh, Roger Maris is from Fargo, North Dakota. I did not know that. Went to his high school, Fargo Shan- Shanley. And, and, and then when he left New York, he went to St. Louis, and he was on the World Series team in St. Louis also. Uh-huh. And there's only a handful of baseball players in the history of baseball that have won World Series championships with two different teams and, and in both leagues. Yeah. And he's not in the Hall of Fame. And he's still not in the Hall of Fame, which is a travesty for sure. Uh, that's unfortunate. Was he on the same team Bob Gibson was? Yes. Yes. The 67 and 68 teams, Bob Gibson, Lou Brock, Kurt Flood, those teams. 
See, I'm yeah. talking about St. Louis Cardinals. You never yeah. heard of them. Right? Listen, I, honestly, Albert Pujols was my guy when I was younger. I was like, well, my Albert big thing. Pujols. There you go. But, yeah. yeah, he was a good. We were keeping track of him last um, uh, last season on his pursuit to 700. There, that oh, were, were, okay. you, were, were you following that? Just him, that no, one of the few no, players. I just, yeah. Honestly, when it comes to the, any sport, so we had the St. Louis Rams, and then they just up and abandoned us. So now I just have the Cardinals. That's it. So every time they win, I tune in. But other than that, I'm not like a huge fan. I love going to baseball games, though. I should go to a Twins game sometime. I, and I was never 21 or older every time I went to a baseball game. Now I'm old enough to like drink beer with everyone and get the real experience. So I'll, to, I'll definitely have to come out to a baseball game. Beer and a hot dog. Beer and a hot dog. Yeah, yeah. No, St. Louis is, a, um, is a, definitely a, a huge, huge sports town. And that baseball team is is like revered down there. Yeah, no. um, I, I, even I was had Cardinals gear. Many, many years ago, I was on a trip through uh, uh, Missouri, and I was at the Missouri uh, Sports Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And I actually got to uh, in, in when you go into that Sports Hall of Fame. Yep. They have a setup where you can actually uh, sit down, and it's like you're broadcasting a St. Louis Cardinals game. Yeah. And, and I, I actually did that, and my family videotaped me while I was yeah. doing it. But no, the, the St. Louis Cardinals, and then the um, back in the old ABA, the American Basketball Association, pre, so we're talking from 1970 to 1975, 76, there was... The Blues? Well, no, the Blues are the hockey team, and they, yeah, they most recently won a Stanley Cup. I can't believe that they won anything. We Finally. did not care about them at all in that time. Well, they had a they, well, they had a goalie back in the in the in the late seventies, early eighties named John Casey who played for the University of North Dakota. He was their goalie, so we followed them some. I, at least I did. Yeah. And 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 then, uh, but I was talking about the ABA basketball team was a team called the Spirits of St. Louis. Hmm. And that's where Moses Malone started, hmm. right out of high school. Okay. But no, yeah, there's some sports down there. There's, yeah, there is. I, I, you know, I miss it sometimes. But I don't like cities, so I think I'll stick around here for a little bit. Well, it's calm up here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Compared to a lot of places. But yeah, good luck, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah good luck We're in thrilled, your matches. Thrilled to death to have you in here and, yeah. and, and pump I'm, you guys and, and people get out there, go down to Hillsboro and see these guys fight. Uh, especially this Marco character over here. He's he's gonna oh, knock man, somebody out. It's gonna out. be good. I'm telling you, Victor's son is gonna be. They're both gonna be. High level, really nice fights to watch. I promise. I pro- if you don't like it, I will give you your money back. I promise. That's how much I'm confident in these guys. It's going to be a good fight. We have that on tape, just so we everyone knows. Tape. We have that on tape. If you're not satisfied, I'll give you your money back. And if you try to lie, well, consensual punches. Hey, really quick. Two. Because I was telling you, uh, this Hound Dogs movie or uh, series that's on Netflix, yeah. it shows you how impactful boxing is as opposed to just like everybody's po- like talking about like mixed martial arts blah 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 but in this show at the 50 minute mark of episode one it shows you how impactful boxing can be in self-defense it's amazing so check it out it's on netflix it's a korean like, you gotta watch the subtitles oh, yeah. whatever but was that Hound dogs. Yep. Hound dogs. Hound dogs. Hound dogs. Yep. Hound dogs. Okay. yep. Hound dog. Or was it bloodhounds? I'll look up what you text me. Okay. Well, it's one of the two. But go to the 50 minute mark on it. Yeah. It'll blow your mind. I'm definitely going to check it out. I love well choreographed fight scenes. 
for it too. So if Bloodhounds it's Bloodhounds is what you texted me. Bloodhounds. Bloodhounds. Okay, I'll put that in my phone right now. I'll make sure I go watch it. I love a good fight scene, man. I just love combat. It's too good. It's too good. It's the most perfect sport. You can't beat it. You can't. Individual sports. Individual sports. There you go. Well, thank you guys for coming in. We appreciate that. Thank you for We're going to be looking to see what the results are from uh, Saturday. Uh, we'll bring home a lot of gold for you guys. And, yeah, I'll definitely come back in. Well, the next, yeah, the next time you guys have an event, we're going to have you come back in here and tell us about it. There you go. Is it time for a commercial? Is it time for a commercial, Monty? Uh, would be a good time to put what? one in. Don't look at me like that. Where's she going? I'm going over here. Oh, to her own seat. This is my Raven spot. wants her spot back. This is my spot. Okay, there we go. It's my spot. Yeah, you look better over there. Damn straight, I do. There you go. So, so what else we got? We got... Um, I saw a deal today, Bill. There was a um, football player that passed away in the NFL. Um, well, older, uh, pre, past great. Uh, a guy named uh, Homer Jones for the yeah, Giants. I didn't, I didn't see that one. Well, he's a receiver that's credited with creating the spike. Oh, okay. Spiking the ball. And, and I mean, I, I don't know what... Apparently he was the first guy everybody else used to just hand it off to the referee. I don't know. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. Is that what you did? Oh, yes. You can't spike in college. Ah. Act like you've been there before. All right. So, so, so all those touchdowns you scored up at UND, the University of North Dakota, you never spiked the ball one time? Never. Not even in spite, huh? No, it, it would be a penalty. They'd give you a 15-yard penalty. Okay, so you never had any penalties in your career? Well, I had penalties before. <laughs> what were they for? Did you anybody? Uh, I was on offense, so I couldn't clothesline people. Wait, so, wait, no clothesline, right? So Yeah, why, what, what would you get a penalty for then? Well, I'm sure I got a holding penalty or, uh, or offside in motion. Everybody makes mistakes. Punch somebody in the side of the head. No? No, I didn't get any. You can't those. prove anything. It wasn't on tape. <laughs> it was on That's film. Up in our well, sounds like Ravens punched somebody upside the head. No. No. I'm an angel. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you're an angel. I'm right. an angel. Yeah. I didn't say a heavenly angel. There's yeah, angels of hell, right. too. She's I'm got, an angel nevertheless. The only thing holding her halo on is her horns. <laughs> no comment? <laughs> Where did that come from? No comment. <laughs> what was that saying that uh, Victor said? Uh, God, what was it? That was a pretty good one, too. I can't remember it, though. I can't. No, I can't remember it either. Did you hear that other passing in the sports world this past week? Or I should say sports entertainment world with the Iron Sheik passing away. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Last, yeah. I was going to bring that up a couple last days week, ago. and I forgot about that. It was just a few days ago. Uh, yeah. We were all flustered last week. You know, for, uh, former WWF champion, I guess the last one before WWF got huge with Hulk Hogan. Uh, you know, it was Middle Eastern from Iran, kind of... He went over. He, you know, he immigrated to the United States. Kind of worked hard and kind of got big in the kind of AWA way back in the day. Then kind of made his way to WWF. They promoted him, promoted him as like the big Middle Eastern Iranian terrorist because, or sympathizer because he was he 
at the time there was a whole Iranian hostage crisis going on in the Olympics, and so he they kind of played off that, and that kind of got him a lot of big boos, easy boos. But he had a good run in the WWF at the time, and bounced off and on. And what I remember most about him too is he remember he had those huge clubs he'd do like the little exercises with these like. 100 poundish clubs that he would just, if you look up on YouTube, these crazy feats of strength he would do. And uh, he was really popular in later years for just kind of going off on all these crazy, having like one of the most out there Twitters ever. He would just trash talk everyone and all his tweets would be in all caps. So, yeah. Well, he was uh, famous for a um, hold called a camel clutch. That too, yeah. So he would get the guy down on his stomach, so face down. And then he would grab him by his head, his face, while he's seated on his back and pull on his head back toward Ooh. you. And that, that, that looked very painful. Yeah. Well, my nephew, I... Sylvester Fox, the one that's in, involved with the wrestling, inducted him into the, it was like the Minnesota Sports Hall of Fame. Oh, really? And wow. He, he had a picture and stuff on uh, Facebook this last week. And, oh, you know, that had to be, be 15, 20 years ago. That's a so. huge honor. That had to have been something. Oh, man. Gosh. So, yeah, is that? Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, I was one of the first territories or wrestling promotions that got big in AWA in Minnesota. And, uh, yeah. Well, and what I, a huge deal it must have been for Yeah. And, and I know you did some racetrack stuff this weekend. Uh, yeah. Last Friday. Yeah. Filled in uh, for Chad there doing the trackside interviews after feature races. And, uh, and I give big props to Brendan Mullen for winning the feature I saw that. Yeah, for yeah. Uh, NOSA. So do you got some race stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so a couple of quick things here, I guess. Uh, for, for NASCAR, they're at Sonoma, and that's always cool. They only do a few road courses a year, so I know every now and again you hear people give crap for NASCAR because, oh, it's only left-hand turns, but that's you know one of the few times a year they do left and right turns, and then they got the train mixed up, too. It's not just flat like a lot of the oval courses are, but... Uh, uh, Sonoma Raceway is always a lot, a lot of fun. And then with NASCAR this Where's year. Where is that? Uh, Sonoma Raceway is, I say Florida for some reason, I'm thinking. I, don't quote me on that. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting, I'm, I may be off. But uh, now with NASCAR with road courses this year, they're the only courses uh, with a rule change this year where they don't take stage cautions. I, I know I mentioned before, the last four years they've been doing stage-based racing in NASCAR where they do the automatic cautions like three or four times throughout a race depending on the length. And I... Do not like it. Feels too forced. I like it when sometimes if there's no cautions in a race and the race can get out of hand with lap traffic and stuff like that. And it actually happened at this race here. So and that made it a lot of interesting to follow. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. won the race, so hats off to him. Uh, and then also going on, that uh, Eric Amarola won the Xfinity Series, no Craftsman Truck Series, uh, World of Outlaws uh, last weekend. Uh, Brian Gravel won, or excuse me, David Gravel won on Friday and Saturday. Uh, and then, yeah, they are going to be in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin this weekend. So no F1 race this weekend, uh, but they'll be back with a Canadian Grand Prix this weekend. So that should be good. That's always a good race. There's one Canadian Grand Prix that was just completely bonkers. I think it was from the early to mid-2000s. I wish I remember the year off the top of my head where it had some crazy underdog heroics going on. Uh, and then uh, other than that... Uh, for River City Speedway this weekend, they have Wasota Modifieds and Minkota Lightning Sprints. I know John, earlier today on Dirty Thursday, had a great preview of that. They had a Lightning Sprint driver on he was interviewing. So, yeah. So, there's your Motorsports Minute. Wow. That was a lot of information there. Lots of information. Lightning round it. Well, Dale, you know, we, we start talking wrestling or racing, and he just lights up. So, I like <laughs> to see it. 
Um, Supersonic Steve, anything going on out there in Seattle these days? I mean, the, uh, the Mariners are making a little start. Uh, it, it's been up and down season for them, really. Yeah. Uh, they, I think there was a lot of expectations coming out of the gate. Um, up and down. I think there's a couple wins here recently. Uh, but they are definitely not lighting the league on fire by any means. Well, they're still in contention. You know, and, oh, yeah. and, and it's way early in the season. Yeah, no doubt. And, and you know, so and, and and it's like that for for basically everybody. Um, we got uh, the the well, my, even my Yankees are like nine games out of first place because of Tampa, and you know the Twins have like been ma- ma- maintaining a two game lead basically for like the last three weeks with a losing record, and finally uprighted themselves and got above uh, 500 but the baseball season is just starting to pick up you know I, I'm like I was talking earlier on about my favorite part of the sports world is uh, the NBA playoffs and the, and the NHL playoffs start and then baseball starts start, so I've got games everywhere I turn just one right after another I can flip channels all day long you know, and and now now that the NBA is gone and the and the, the hockey's over, I'm kind of you know I'm reserved to baseball. But it's baseball so much calmer. You know, it's it's not a rabid sport. You got to watch the college baseball. Well, I have been. I have been. Wow, know? that we're, but there's we're, some good games in there. But we're down to the final eight teams, right? And right. we're at the college baseball World Series in Omaha, right? And 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 so that that was going. And Oral Roberts got there. qualified. Yeah, which would be you know I don't know. Have they ever done that before? Yeah, they have. Um, like fifteen years ago. No, they're definitely a, um, a a good college baseball team. But you're normally oh, from the West Coast. In it, there is Stanford. Yeah. Uh, Oregon got beat by um, Oral Roberts. I heard that was a, one of the games that's pretty controversial. I heard uh, getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that or, the Oregon Oral Roberts game was controversial. Right. Yeah. So well, okay. Dale says we got to do this River City, uh, the River Cinema ad, and then we can get back into this college baseball stuff. Um, the River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. Make the River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill your next dinner and movie destination. Both are located in the River Mall in East Grand Forks. Either dine inside the movie memorabilia restaurant, the Shire, or take your meal to the movie you're attending. Some of this week's feature attractions are Flash, Elemental, Transformers, Rise of the Beasts, and The Boogeyman. Hmm. I've seen a lot of stuff on Flash. I haven't seen much about the rest of them, but I'm sure the rest of the guys over here, the Dale and... and, and Want to see Flash tomorrow, yes. Yeah, oh, I suppose. So, you can find the complete showtimes and listings online at rivercinema15.com. Don't forget about the Tuesday special of $5 movies all day long and 550 senior matinee special on Wednesdays and Thursdays. The River Cinema has luxury recliners, expanded concessions that now serve adult beverages and is family-owned and operated by the same company that runs the Grand Theater in Crookston. That's Crookston, Minnesota. For their showtimes, look online at morefamilytheaters.com. That's River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. You know, that's a a wonderful uh, place to 
catch movies and 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 catch a bite to eat before you go in. Uh, one of my my greatest experiences over there was I was at uh, I suppose about the 2010 or so they had a Planet of the Apes uh, remake movie, and these true two drunk guys that I was sitting beside started fighting. They they got they got up as, at about three fourths of the way through the movie and started fighting in the theater, and the all the rest of the patrons started started making monkey noises. <laughs> no bets going on. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm like, it, it was insane. It was like, it wasn't like a play fight or something. No, it was real fist fight. Oh god! And and everyone was like, ooh, 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 ooh. It was like, it was surreal. I don't know. What do you think, Raven? You ever been in a fight in a movie theater? <laughs> no, but I'd definitely finish one if I liked the movie. Yeah, there she is. So uh, the baseball season is hot and, and going along. Um, we were going to say a little bit about the uh, Antonio Brown. Steve, did you see anything on him today? I did. I did see it. Uh, <laughs> where is he? I mean, doesn't he bounce around the league pretty much? Well, he has, but then he 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 apparently purchased a, an arena football team, and and guys or something. Well, they 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 took and um, he didn't pay the league fees. So they had an emergency meeting and they kicked his butt out of the league, him and his team. And nitwit. Well, nitwit. Yeah, right. Nitwit. I mean, I I have just I cannot believe a guy that was so talented. I mean, when he was winning a Super Bowl in Pittsburgh as the top receiver on the team, he was phenomenal. But man, the guy is like, I don't know. Brain dead. Well, it looks like crack cocaine or something to me. The way he acts, I don't know. I saw footage of him when he was in, in with the Raiders, where he was at his mansion in, in California, and he was outside, and somebody had called the police, and he was out there, com- you know, verbally uh, combating the police. And I just I don't understand this guy. And then and then Tom Brady takes him into his home and brings him down to Tampa, and he gets to be on the Super Bowl championship there. Yeah, I remember we were talking about him uh, vouching for him when he was going through some serious troubles, like about a year or so ago, yeah. maybe a year and a half. And yeah, what a crazy turnaround! I had no idea he owned an arena football team until until you brought this up. I know arena football is not as anyway, it wasn't never like super popular, but there was a few few years there about a decade yeah. ago where it looked like it was getting some major national coverage on ESPN and like some video games coming out and uh and they had the AF2 uh their developmental league and then they then they ended up disbanding all together and kind of reforming or merging or something like that and that's been so hit and miss the last couple of years mm-hmm. uh I know I I want to try and make it down to uh what well, Javante, one of his games for the Fargo League, we interview uh, the Fargo that's Invaders. That's got to be coming up pretty quick. They're they're in their season right now. I know they got a game this weekend. I'm, uh, that's going to be a last minute decision. I'm gonna I, I may try and catch it uh, this this weekend. Uh, depends on some other stuff going on this weekend here too. So well, what's with this now? Tom Brady is a part owner in the Raiders. Well, you should like that, Bill. Why? I always like, doubt it. He's like a built in. Uh, uh, well, he's the one that 
was at one of the worst plays in Raider history. You know, that tuck rule or whatever it was. Well, you think you you think you think he fumbled? Well, yeah, I did. Supersonic Steve, you know what Bill Bill Bill's a Raider fan. You know what we're talking about oh, here? No shit, no shit. <laughs> I, I, I figured that one. I'm not that smart, but I figured that one. Out. Yeah, no, you know, I feel bad too because that that actually um, uh, Jerry Rice and 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 was it Tim Brown? And then who was the who was the quarterback on that team? Gannon. Yeah, Rich yeah, Gannon maybe took him to the Super Bowl. No, they didn't get to the Super Bowl. They got screwed by yeah, by the Tuck oh, Rule. By the Tuck Rule. Oh, I remember that. Well, that that era of Raiders. The one year they made it to the Super Bowl, and oh, they got annihilated <laughs> by the Bucks. <laughs> I think it was two thousand two. But uh, I got. Well, I don't remember all the different years as to. Well, all I yeah, the Tuck Rule, the the whole thing there though, that was definitely a a fumble, I, I would say. And then you talk about. Uh, being a a superstar and above the game to get a call. Well, I just I don't think why would the the Raiders want Tom Brady as I mean I don't know. I mean why would why would their owners even want to give part ownership of the Because it's Tom Brady. It's the Money. name. It's the name. Draw People, the crowds. Yeah, it's it's what is it? PR, public relations. You got a guy like Tom Brady, which is household name. And now they can say, oh, yeah, he's part owner. He's a part of this now. So it brings all this publicity. Kind of like how you have A-Rod buying part of the Timberwolves there. Uh, it was it a year or two back? Yeah, but, but at least Tom Brady's a football guy yeah. in a football team. Well, true. A-Rod doing the Minnesota yeah. Timberwolves thing is like so way out of context because he's not a basketball player. He's a baseball player. But I, I only brought it up just because he – He's probably one of the biggest baseball players from the last decade, so that's why just helping the, the brand awareness. Well, it, it's it a drew Yankee, national a 2009 yeah. Yankee champion. <laughs> no, and I think Drake is part owner of Toronto Raptors too, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. That's why celebrity owners. Yeah. Ew. Ooh, she says. Ew. So, what, what's your gauge around the table? Thinking one to ten, ten being most likely that Tom Brady will play this season, or do you think it's just all behind the scenes, getting ready for the sports casting next year? Well, I think they think that you know he might play for the Raiders now since he's part the, owner. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what I asked. You know, maybe part of this, maybe be like a special like I, emergency I, Jimmy backup. Jimmy hasn't even passed his physical. I I guess I thought. I think I he's still recovering from his. Uh, no, I I I I wouldn't be surprised if Brady plays. You know, I, I, just, I I'm saying, I'm thinking about a forty percent or four out of ten. That's what I'm thinking right now, just from all this early Raiders buzz. It's too hard to say like more concretely. Hmm. I don't know. You guys about around I, the same, maybe yeah. around halfway mark. Thirty percent. Thirty percent. Yeah. Well, so so you saw Russell Wilson sitting there courtside for all those NBA games there, Supersonic. Um, is that guy going to get his act together, or what do you think? Oh, man. Um, I'm glad he's gone, to be honest. <laughs> um, I, he got so pretty and all this stuff, and I don't know. Man. Uh, I'm glad he's gone. Best of luck to get I, I don't think he's uh, – we've cowered down to the game the whole you know, pretty much is here, and yeah, I don't think Sean Payton put up with it. Well, you know? I thought 
my my opinion was is I thought Russell Wilson was a class kind of act guy, but then when I he starts too. when he started dating celebrities and that kind of crap, that turns me off right there. That that me tells too. me that tells me that you think you're better. You're you're above and beyond. And isn't that what he's doing? He's courtside with some some Sierra, I think. Yeah, her name Sierra. Is. Yeah, is that her name? And I'm like, I think they're married too. I, well, is that the well? But but the point well, is, the point, right the so, so if that's his if that's his thing, then then go make commercials and don't play sports anymore. You know, because that's that you know it's it, it's like you're 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 building your brand, isn't that what they talk about these days? The brand. brand. That's what the YouTubers like to put it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I got two quick things here before we wrap up with our all of our other last things here. We're about. Several minutes away from wrapping up here, but uh, I want to give a shout out to Iga Swiatek uh, for winning the French Women's Open at Roland Garros and Novak Djokovic for uh, winning the male uh, singles title. Oh, because- what, 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 right there. Where's he from? Was that, was that uh, Djokovic? Yeah. Yeah, Djokovic is from Serbia. So, so, so there you go. So currently, the greatest tennis player on the planet and the greatest basketball player on the planet are from Serbia. There you go. They're they're having this is their week of weeks in the world of sports, and uh, also uh, major props to Djokovic broke the record for most Grand Slam wins. Broke Nadal's record that he set last year. This is his twenty third major victory so for Grand Slam titles. And uh, you guys, Swiatek, I always that's always a tongue twister. She this is her. <laughs> she's only twenty two, but this is her third French Open victory. So she's on the rise for being like one of the early prodigies in her career. So big ups to them. And finally, money. You didn't give your WNBA some love. The, the Lynx, they, they won two games this season. Their last game is a yeah, victory. Yeah. Uh, on, on Monday, they uh, they beat the Sparks. And I think they play them again this Friday at 9 p.m. So they're two and seven right now. Go go Lynx. Well, the team I've been following the WNBA has been the Chicago Sky for a little while, and my favorite player is Kalia Copper. Um, but I have to wonder about um, the the. The Vandersloot girl, and and then so there's two girls on the team that are married to each other. Um, on Chicago, on the Chicago team, and 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 the, uh, Quigley and Vandersloot. Um, they're both from from ones from like Australia, and the other ones are from, from they're both foreigners anyway. And and it was a st- storybook story, storybook tale. When they won, Chicago Sky won the championship the year before last. But then Vandersloot has now been traded to the New, New York uh, Liberty, and Quigley is still on the Sky. And I'm like, well, how is that going to work for those two girls? I mean, I, I don't know. What do you think, Ray? Paul, tell them. I don't know enough about We want to so. hear sports. <laughs> sports. Well, to, I mean, it would it, it, be tough enough with, with – uh, uh, a man and a woman playing sports somewhere and then being one on New York and the other's in Chicago. But then you have um, the WNBA has an awful lot of uh, young women that are of that persuasion. I, I just have to wonder. I'm trying to figure out what the hell he's saying. Like he's, he's just, I have no I'm clue. Trying, I, I'm trying to be as politically correct as I can be. Body's talking cryptic tongues. Screw politically correct. Just talk. Oh. Talk normally. 
No, I'm not. I'm, I'll just drop it at that because right. I'm trying to punch. I'm trying to push the WNBA. But. There's a lower right button on the sound. Lower right button on the soundboard. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But but no, I, I, I like I said, I, I follow the WNBA probably as much as anybody that on this planet does and and I try to be involved in it and and, and lift it up as best I can, but I have to wonder sometimes. <laughs> Ronnie, I'm watching highlights from one Lynx game a week to report back on Jan. I'll give the WNBA five minutes of my time a week. <laughs> but Hey, he's a busy, busy boy. Okay? But he doesn't. So five he, minutes actually means quite a bit. Just but, saying. But he doesn't light up nearly as much as wrestling or racing. Hey, I'm happy they got a second win this, this, this their last game. This is, they're, on the up, they're on the upswing. Two wins. Two well, they wins. started out 0-5. Yeah. You know, so... Raven, you're going to start following WNBA so you can report back to us? Maybe. That'd be good. I, WNBA. Some good I'm doing so much horse training, it's, I don't have time for anything. Well, like I said, you were out riding horses. Um, I saw some photos. It looked like you were out with a group of people, a whole bunch of you riding oh, that horses. Was, that was a few years ago. Oh, see, it looked like it was new. No, and then no, and then and then we know last week you were out riding your horse. You yeah, got, you got some big horse racing stuff coming up, or horse competitions coming. Up. Horse competition, yeah. So I actually board with a bunch of people that go to um, the horse shows, the Red River Driver. Wow, Red River Horseback Riding Association in the uh, Grand Forks Fairgrounds. Um, I'm not sure if it's every Saturday or every other Saturday. They have uh, barrels and competitions, and you do that? No, no, but uh, oh yeah, that's right. Because your horse is too big. My horse is a freaking mammoth. Okay, yeah, yeah. he's like, not it's, normal. It's like a woolly mammoth. He's it's, not normal. It's like a dinosaur. Yes, but I did. I do get the honor of uh, running the flag for tomorrow's event, so I'm pretty happy about that. And um, yeah, so so. I don't know. I, I don't have a lot of other sports stuff, but I did see Raven was out boating this weekend. Oh, yes. Where were fun. you at? Uh, Detroit Lakes. Detroit Lakes, Detroit yeah. Lakes. You looked like you were having a good time. Oh, yeah. yes. Lake days. Love them. Absolutely. Uh, uh, a lake person. Bill, what do you got going on these days? Well, you know, we got blues on the river this weekend. Yeah, I might have to take that in. I'll be there. Dale? I'll be there, too. <laughs> Let's jam out to some blues, yo. <laughs> yeah, on air or not, Paul, what's Paul doing? Over here. Oh. Blues on the red, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, mm-hmm. blues on the red. Yeah. yeah, so, well, that's... How about Supersonic Steve? What's he got going on this weekend? I'm going to head to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Oh, there you go. Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Yeah? Yeah. Beautiful country, yeah. Oh, it is gorgeous, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're we're like sitting here. I know we had the boxers on, and we we did. You know, like I said, we kind of. I kind of do it like a nosedive when the hockey ends and the basketball ends, and you know whether I hate the teams or not, I still you know it gives me something to watch. And I was a big Matthew Kachuk fan, and 
finding out that he he had a broken sternum in game three and he <laughs> continued to play through a through, through through the fourth game and then he couldn't make it out for the fifth game and then I'm 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 kind of like like I say I'm down about the Vegas Knights circumventing the cap and and I'm happy for the Denver Nuggets uh but I don't know I think that the the whole NBA thing is going to be a whole different thing next year I don't think we're going to hear and I would hope the whole LeBron James era is gone. Twenty years of that bullshit. Well, we'll have football coming up here pretty soon too. Well, there now and and just just since you brought that up, Bill, the football thing, real quick. Delvin Cook, the Vikings released Delvin Cook and got nothing. And got nothing. They couldn't trade him. They tried to trade him, yeah. but he was going to eat up over ten million dollars, eleven million dollars in salary cap. Thought, yeah, right. and and. He's rushed for a thousand yards like four years in a row, but apparently running backs aren't worth salt. They're not worth anything in his anymore. Well, if the blocks are there, normally your running backs can get through there. No matter who it yeah, is. But they, but they were used to be the premier player on the team. Well, now it's all about wide receivers. Well, or quarterback. Quarterback, yeah. Quarterback. Well, quarterbacks, yeah, yeah. Well, you got. Cousins and he takes a beating in the media every day, um, but no, I, I'm uh, like I say, the Vikings have been taken. It's been back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, but they're just not. Uh, I don't know their defense and the fact that Delvin Cook is gone, and now we're talking about um, Daniel Hunter. Or, Daniel, Daniel Hunter, and and whether he's going to come back or not, they're going to trade his ass off, and I don't know. It's well, they have I got a question. Who was the last quarterback that the Vikings uh, people liked? The last one they liked? Yeah, probably Fran Tarkington. Well, I don't know. We, they they kind of got behind Brett Favre for that one year. Uh, I don't think so. Randall Cunningham. Let's say that year with Randall Cunningham, fifteen and one. Yeah, well, but no, Fran Tarkington. Fran for sure is probably the last one we really loved. And it was there for a while. But the Vikings have had like a. There was a couple of years with Culpepper when that Culpepper and Moss were lighting it up. Yeah, a couple well, of years with Culpepper. Yeah, Culpepper before he tore his knee up. Mm-hmm. But no, there it's it's been there's been so damn many quarterbacks through there yeah, that Teddy Bridgewater. It, you, you, there's there's no end to them. I mean, it's Sean Salisbury. Even out here, you look at it's like a revolving door, and it's like they've never stuck with anybody that's been like the face of the club. We like Tommy Kramer. Oh, Tommy Kramer is a tough dude. <laughs> I like him. Yeah. I liked him, but he didn't. He was, you know, sporadic too. But no, well, um, well, I suppose that's all I got. I got nothing else as far as sports. Um, Bill, that's it for me too. I'm all talked out. The delectable, delightful Raven. That's it for me. I got nothing. Got nothing. Analyst Dale over here. Um. AEW debuts their new show, Saturday Night Collision. CM Punk makes his long-awaited return, the polarizing wrestler that loves to stir the pot. Stir the pot! He'll likely say a lot of stuff that'll get himself fired again. There you go. All right, folks. 
Supersonic right, Steen, thank you. Supersonic, thank you so much. Like every Bye, week. Steve. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Okay. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's Fork Sports Highway. Catch us live every Thursday at 6.30 right here on Grand Fork's Best Source Live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. And if you missed us live, find our archives by searching GFBS on your favorite podcast, streaming, or social media apps. We're everywhere. Support GFBS by leaving us a five-star review on Google or checking out the donate link on the top of the www.gfbestsource.com website. That's all for today, and we'll see you next week.